podcast ain't played nobody sunday hurry up edition on the s&p plus bill we're going to start with the regular top 25 of the s&p plus at the end we're going to we're going to switch it up we're going to do the top 10 without preseason um projections rankings factored in bill let's go let's go let's go you ready i'm ready number 25 the texas longhorns number 24 the mississippi state bulldogs who lost to the georgia bulldogs pretty much in the same way that they beat lsu last (laughs) week 21 your florida gators 31 and 0 against kentucky number 22 idle Ole miss number 21 wazoo um so wazoo beat the crap out of nevada not much to write about home there with a rebuilding program of this group um we can wait and talk actually let's talk about georgia when georgia comes mississippi state i have no idea they did exactly i think the the thing about mississippi state here is well i mean number one i think they probably you know spent the week getting their backs padded and didn't respond to it well um, but I think the issue here is, you know, I was talking about Mississippi State being physical and big enough to to handle LSU. They might not be physical and big enough to handle Georgia. Georgia's a pretty mean team, I think. And uh, I, I think that the, just the combination of maybe not taking yourself seriously enough during the week and then having to face that just boulder of a team, I think it uh, I think it did things to Mississippi State. Uh, Dan Mullen, obviously Ole Miss fans put out the tweet after like so there'll be a a huge huge uptick and like is dan mullen an underrated coach and then he'll turn around like when they're on a streak lose to a ranked team and i think he's like six and it's something like six and 26 or something like that against ranked teams it's not good um all right we're gonna jump ahead you ready Uh, i'm trying to think if i have anything else to say about no 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 no. one thing about washington state um i the S and P in this post that I po- uh, that I published at, at SB Nation with the uh, the S and P Plus rankings in it, uh, I mentioned I I, ne- I had to needle Washington State fans a little bit because a couple of years ago they all became convinced that it, that uh, S and P was just flawed in a way that meant it could not accurately measure Washington State. Uh, you know, because they were ranked in the 60s that year, they won nine games and had a bunch of close wins and all that. Um, I have not heard that this morning. Uh, after posting this week's rankings, which show that they are in their 21st overall and eighth without the preseason projections. They have been dynamite this year. Number 20, Virginia Tech sets up that big matchup with uh, with Heck Clemson. Yeah. Number 19, Notre Dame. Number 18, Louisville. Number 16, TCU. We're definitely going to talk about them. Or sorry, no, number 17, uh, TCU. Uh, number 16, the Stanford Cardinal. Um, So you said... Maybe three football weeks ago, TCU could be good. I'll take credit for it. Yeah, I'll be the Go first for one. It. Go for yeah, it. I, you know, this, this, is, was, of course, this was not an upset game. It did not feel like an upset. Um, we talked about this briefly before we went on the air. This was just a good TCU team beating a, a good Oklahoma State team. Yeah, and they got help. Uh, you know, the turnovers ferry was very kind to TCU in this game. And I don't know if it would have made the di- difference. They won by, what, 13 or something? Um, I don't know if it made a 13-point difference, but it helped them a decent amount. And, um, you know, they recovered, I think, every fumble in the game. And that always so, – so basically you could say that it was two even teams and, and the team that got the bounces won, and that's fine too because that proved that TCU is even Oklahoma State. Um, OSU, everybody knows that they're pretty good this year. They're still only 15th in S&P, down from 13 last week. They've been lagging behind because, uh, as I've said before, S&P didn't like their defense very much uh, in the preseason projections. Um, it doesn't love their defense now. But, uh, yeah, if nothing else, it just says that these two teams are on a firm, solid, even footing, and either one of them is going to be a, a pretty tough out for Oklahoma, who struggled with Baylor yesterday. Probably the most wide-open conference I can think of right now. 
in terms of the Power Five? Uh, I mean, I would still, I think USC and Washington are, are a few steps ahead of everybody else in the Pac-12, but I mean, right. there are two of them instead of one, so there's that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't know if I can establish a favorite right now in the Big 12. Oh, it's OU. I'd still say it's OU. They really? Get, even after Baylor? Uh, they still beat Ohio State. I mean, I'll, I'll yeah. overlook um, them falling asleep for a little while. Right, we'll, that we'll, doesn't completely change everything that happened before it. We'll get there in just a second. Let's move on. Number 15, we just talked about them, Oklahoma State. They lose a big one to TCU. Number 14, your Georgia Bulldogs. Number 13, your Auburn Tigers. No one will be mad about that. <laughs> number 12, no one will be mad about this either. The 3-1 and one LSU Tigers. Let's just leave it at that. And number 11, Miami of Florida. Um, a lot to touch on. If you were coming off of a hurricane break, you did not necessarily look particularly good at college football this weekend. Um, it I love matter. what Miami did, though. I mean, they. Oh, well, the Miami was of of the teams that came back, the one that looked the most functional. And I, I guess I, I should I should probably put UCF beating Maryland above that because now yeah. they have a transitive win over Texas. But um, <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things to say about the old Southeastern Conference right here at uh, 12, 13, 14. Yeah, and this is why again why I like including the ranking without preseason projections because it kind of spells it out. Georgia would is ninth in looking only at 2017 data. Auburn is 26th. LSU. Yeah. 32nd and so LSU and Auburn are kind of falling back to the pack Georgia's catching up to the uh, to the pack in a hurry and that's basically the story there but yeah Miami look I mean they they took three weeks off they still have that uh, new quarterback they as we've talked about before you know they were dealing with all sorts of things that weren't football yeah um and they took a shot in the second quarter, went down 16-10 against a good Toledo team at halftime and then just laid waste to them in the second half I could not be more impressed with that not sure what I think about Georgia. We'll talk uh, about Georgia more this week. Um, they are 4-0, and and I, I guess right now they are the favorite to win whatever the SEC East decides to be. Unless Florida's going to win every single game in the last minute. Yeah. Um, so let's <laughs> let's jump up real fast. Uh, number 10, Southern Cal. Number 9, Michigan. Number 8, Washington. Number 7, Penn State. And number 6, Clemson. Lots of interesting things to talk about here. Um <laughs> I, let's start with us having maybe a brief apology, although we didn't really do it on the podcast. SB, SB Nation has a um, has a habit of making fun of Iowa on a grand stage because Iowa usually develops Iowa-type football products. This was no exception on Saturday night, except it was a really fun game to watch. It was very engaging. Penn State out Iowa to Iowa. They were forced to play a game that made them uncomfortable, and they won using the opponent's set of rules. That's the best way I can describe it. It was an awesome yeah, game I to was, watch. I was impressed with... Um... Man, the game like that—that that set up for such a, an easy, like uh, just a kind of a panic for Penn State because what did they end up with? Like forty-six total snaps. Like I, I, I said in that piece, yeah, forty-five. I said in that piece um, on Thursday when I was no, 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 Iowa had forty-five snaps. Never mind, um, I was overthinking that. But anyway, I said in the in the, um, the Thursday piece on it, like how each team gets upset. Uh, with Penn State, I thought a big thing was going to be ball control. Uh, Iowa averaged 6.1 yards per play and, and did really well, um, but everything was just happening so quickly, and the game was vanishing uh, in the second half where it looked like Penn State, okay, they're going to be fine. They're Oh, God, they're behind all of a sudden. What the hell? Right. Um, and they just kind of took a deep breath and marched right down the field. Uh, it should be stated, Washington did beat an undefeated Colorado team on the road 37-10. to I don't want to get into that habit, but it's so easy to get into that habit. When you're a team that likes to be closed off and just sort of do your work, you can't get too mad when we all forget to talk about you. So I do. I got another person this morning ask, um, 
that's interesting about Washington because they just haven't they haven't looked as good as they did last year and blah 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 and, I, and then I added up their score from the last three games they were it's like 130 to 30 or something like that um, and they just walloped a good this is what happens when you don't kill Rutgers uh, we remember that above everything else for the rest of the season. Week one is as entertaining and satisfying as, as you can ask for, for obvious reasons that we've touched on umpteen times. It is not a predictor. It is not a measuring stick. It there really it it should not be put into context. Or no, I'm sorry. Nothing should be nothing from week one should be used in context. I, should, I said that incorrectly. All right, Bill, top five, and then we're going to move on to the rankings without the projections. Yep. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. five Wisconsin, four Oklahoma. Three, Florida State. Interesting. Number two, Ohio State. Number one, of course, Alabama. I didn't see a stitch of it. Um, I had multiple people, because I live here in Nashville, ask me if I was going <laughs> to cover that game this week, and I said, no, I don't prefer horror films. Um, Florida State is 0-2. Yes. It's a weird 0-2. They lost to two good football teams. They've obviously had a uh, pretty strong set of non-football uh, circumstances. Yeah. Although I guess losing your quarterback is a football circumstance. Um, yeah. <laughs> still, they sit at number three. Yeah, they played two games. That's that's basically the whole explanation. Therefore, uh, preseason projections are still yeah. 80% of their rating while everybody else is getting closer to 50. And their ranking without preseason projection, Bill? Uh, that would be 88. 88. So, which is why I still include preseason projections in the mix. Everybody always, well, you got to get rid of those because they uh, they think the preseason projections are exactly the same as the preseason polls. Yeah, and we've been all taught to hate the preseason polls and the impact they can have down the line. And you got to get rid of that stuff. It doesn't mean da 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 da. I do it that way because it makes the predictions better. Um, and uh, if Florida State were ranked 88th, it would be a little bit worse than in the fact that they're ranked third right now. I will say this as I flip over. There's not much else to say about our top five friends. Um, when you click over to the top ten rankings without preseason projections, we're going to roll through them real fast. It's not that crazy, except for number two. It's uh, it's not that crazy. I can actually kind of defend number two, but we'll go. All right. Oklahoma State at three and one. Georgia at number nine. Number eight, Washington State. Number seven, Wisconsin. Number six, Penn State. Number five, Ohio State. Right? We feel rational here. Number four, Washington. Or Yeah, number four, four and oh, Washington. Number three is two and zero Miami. Okay, you know small samples. Oh wait, number two Central Florida. Hmm. All right, and then of course Again, number one two Bama. Games. So that's so. that's the biggest part of that is two games. Okay. All right. But, so, but um, Central Florida is a good football team. Yeah, the two games they've played. Uh, they scored 61 points on FIU, which, uh, you know, they didn't just they didn't just beat FIU. They destroyed FIU. And then they went and they destroyed Maryland, the team that uh, whooped or the team that beat Texas, which is the team that almost beat USC. <laughs> you know, you can play the transitive game and, and the, I hate the transitive game and you shouldn't do that. But you can at least kind of yeah. make sense of it, like why S&P would see after two games, why S&P would see that uh, UCF looks really, really, really good so far. So I, I do not make I do not assume they will continue continue playing at a top five level, but uh, they've been phenomenal so far. Talk to me about the old Washington State Cougars, alma mater of our managing editor, Brian Floyd. Um, We are are we getting into a Washington disease here? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, they've done exactly what they needed to do so far. Obviously, that Boise State game hasn't helped them very much since Boise just went out and laid an egg against Virginia, uh, which we're going to talk about in our main show this week. You were right but, about that as well because I definitely made a joke on Wednesday's show about how that would be a controlled scrimmage for Boise. I was very, very wrong about that. Not as wrong as I am when I say the terrible words, I'm interested in team. 
I, I, that is you. We we proved yeah. this week that that's you because I, I said I was interested. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I said I was interested in Georgia, and they did great. So it's all you. Mm, my bad. Um, look, Nevada is completely retooling under uh, under Norvell. Um, they beat Oregon State fifty two to twenty three in a game yep. none of us really watched, but they did the, what they were supposed to. They blanked an SCS team by 31 on opening week, and you should mention that because Wazoo <laughs> has a weird habit of losing at home to Portland State to open the season or Eastern Washington. And those um, games count, and that's part of the reason why they've struggled so much uh, in the ratings is they start every year with a complete dud, which still counts at the end of the year. But, no, well, they, yeah, they've done – they held um, – Montana State to 3.3 yards per play. They held Nevada to 2.8. They held Oregon State to 5.1, which is pretty good. They've really only had one at mediocre uh, defensive performance, and even the 44 points against Boise, that was boosted by overtime, first of all, and they still only allowed 5.6 yards per play, and I think the national average is about 5.7. So their defense has been quite good, uh, and that's not something we're used to saying about Mike Leach teams. And then on offense, Boise State's the only game they where they haven't uh, averaged at least 6.6 yards per play. Uh, last year, they averaged 6.1. In 2015, they averaged 5.9. So they really have, this is what a really good Mike Leach team looks like. And, and I mean, power to them. What do they have left on, or what do they have up next on this? Hey, guess what they have up next, Bill? What's that? Southern Cal, Friday night. Pullman. That's right. Salty. I'm excited. I'm excited. Excited. All right. Okay. Um, Any closing thoughts on the S&P? When do you feel like you marry... You marry this whole ranking without... When did the... Now, you dropped the preseason projections at what point? So, uh, yeah, they start... They start slowly. Like, after week one, it's 90%. After week two, it's still 80% preseason projections. But after... By week four, it's down to 50. Okay. uh, And it'll be all out after seven games. Uh, It'll be like... It's only like 10% after six games. So, basically, we're getting close with the teams that (laughs) didn't have weather delays. We're getting close to being at the end of their projection time. And, um... So, but mid-October, it, by by around mid-October, you're almost all uh, real data, and and that's just. I mean, by the way, I know worth, why people hate. Like I said, I was gonna say worth worth mentioning. Your top twenty without is actually, or your twenty through ten is a strong case for for throwing them out, because this is where you, I think you're getting representative of teams that have performed extremely well. Some. Maybe against narrative, like number 20, Oregon. I know they just lost, but like 4-0 Wake Forest is 17. UTSA is 13. Like these are schools that, you know, uh, 3-1 and Mississippi State is 18. Um, you really start to understand the effect of the preseason projections, I think, at 20 through 10 in this thing. Yeah, that's very true. Um, it just, yeah, it just takes time uh, to make to create trustworthy data and in college football where we have, you know, 12 hours worth of, of game total – um, it, it just takes a while. You can't, small samples are what they are. And, and right. so the projections, if the projections are good, it's okay. And my projections have been pretty damn good this year. I must say, my, this, is my, this is my best year, I think, for preseason projections, uh, despite Baylor, you know, despite a couple of teams, there are always going to be a couple teams that severely over or underachieve. But um, my picks are doing great right now. And, and I, I like where S&P kind of, is reading some of these teams. I'm ready for Florida State to fall a little bit further because it looks weird, but whatever. Well, uh, the Florida State thing, I mean, I don't know if it's possible for Florida State, Central Florida, Miami. You you can't build a data set that would, would, or not a data set, I guess, an apparatus to put data into. If you only have two entries, it's always going to look weird. There's no way around that, right? 
Yeah, and we wouldn't for any other sport we wouldn't th- it would not feel weird at all. You know, the second game of the NBA season, we haven't learned a whole lot. The second baseball game is the second day of the season, and and you have or third day maybe, and you haven't uh, learned a whole lot. But when we only have this finite amount of time, uh, we try to we overreact to every single a little set of data that we get, and it it just doesn't work that way. Um, in defense of the rankings, um. Ohio State. Yeah, we touch on this. Maybe not, maybe not so much in defense, but you've got Ohio State at two right now. Is that right? Yes. 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 Okay. For some reason, I thought Florida State was two. I think we had an error earlier. Um. So no, Florida State was two last week. Ah, see, I was reading it backwards. My my, my apologies. Not that anyone will be outraged about zero and two Florida State being at three instead of two. Yeah. Um. What is what are they? What are the rankings not looking at? In Ohio State, because I think if you if you did it like a human eye straw poll, you, people would say Penn State's the best team in the Big Ten East, yeah. and maybe Michigan's better. And yet Ohio State sits at two. But I'm not like, but I'm not, I'm not. I, I can see where you're coming from there. Well, I mean, Ohio State. Well, first of all, like that Indiana game looks better and better for them because Indiana looked is, really yeah, good, and they ended true. up be, they ended up beating Indiana by 28 points. Um, Did they the, really? The OU game was bad. It it just was. I mean, there's yeah. they you know they got outgained per play by like dramatically. It wasn't in one of those games where yeah it was closer than the 15 point deficit. It actually wasn't as close as the 15 point deficit. But then since then they averaged eight and a half yards per play against Army. Could have made that one much worse. Uh, and then against UNLV, they just they went out and they scored and then they scored and then they scored and then they scored and they, scored and they uh, absolutely treated UNLV the way UNLV should be treated. So, um, I, I mean, I, I think that they I, I actually like that, you know, without projections, they are number five right now. Part of that is because they played OU. Uh, so they get a kind of a benefit of the doubt from that. But I think it, it solidifies Ohio State. Part of that is that they've looked so good after losing, just like 2014. Um, but no, I, I think they're a very good team. I would still probably on a neutral field. I think I would pick Penn state, but they're not playing on a neutral field. They're playing in Columbus. Biggest jumps of the week. Um, Georgia goes up five. Um, South Florida goes up 19. I'm asking about that in a second. Wazoo goes up nine. I mean, South Florida beat up on temple Friday night. Um, Virginia tech up five. That's another interesting one. Um, I guess start with South Florida, 19 spots. Yeah, uh, look look at how far Temple fell. Uh, Temple, ah, also, okay. Temple fell twenty four spots. Uh, I should because, say South Florida, by the way, is at twenty seven. Yeah, um, basically they moved the ball on Temple. That's not something anybody else has really been able to do, I don't think. Uh, and then they just humiliated Temple's offense, just emasculated Temple uh, in every possible way. Temple quarterbacks were eight for twenty six with four picks. Um, and a lot of those completions, I think, came after the game had long been put away. They had 33, including sacks, they had 33 carries for minus four yards. Uh, so they gained 85 total yards, and, and USF gained uh, over 400 on a pretty good defense. And, um, I mean, it was basically a perfect performance for USF. And it could have been worse. They blew a couple chances scoring near the end zone. So, um they just completely dominated that game and uh, combined that with the fact that some relatively unfriendly preseason projections got filtered out a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and, and for Temple, uh, some friendly preseason projections got filtered out a little bit. And you had those two teams passing like ships in the night. Uh, one goes up 19, the other goes down 24. 
if I'm reading this right, and you find a school that's roughly the same with their S&P Plus ranking as their ranking without preseason projection, does that mean that you are that's good, that's as close as it should be, you had it right? Is that the way to read that? Um, yeah, kind of, or, I mean, or a small sample, I guess, but yeah, I mean, you, you are starting to see some similarities there. It looks like, yeah. um, the ones I'm the looking top, at, I was gonna say, well, actually like Virginia tech without, if you throw the rankings out there, 19 with them, they're 25 yeah. under Dame without them, 22 with them, 18. So like you're, you're starting to get right. Like it's starting to, I guess, is it pulled to the mean? Is that, I don't want to use the wrong word. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, yeah, sort of. For, well, first of all, for a lot of these teams now, the projections are not counting for as much. So the overall ranking is a lot is going to be a lot closer to the ranking without preseason projections anyway. The, for the teams that are like uh, that have played four games anyway. Um, so that's part of it. They're they're kind of merging together. That's what we'll see. Like eight, th- another month from now, the quote unquote ranking with, without pro se- uh, preseason projection is the ranking. So um, that is part of it. And the teams that are way off are probably the ones who have only played two or three games, like U- UCF. They're 59th overall, but second. Uh, my uh, Miami's about the same, but Florida State, of course, they're third and 88th. You know, it's still um, for those teams, it is quite a, 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 a an array here. But you know, I do think. You're seeing them kind of merge together a little bit, and the teams that are very close to their preseason projections that probably means that the projections were right. Florida State's next game, Wake Forest, unbeaten Wake Forest. Very possible next week we could be talking about an S and P plus top ten team that's zero and three. Has that I happened think, before? Uh, I cannot think of. I cannot recall it happening. No, I would be surprised if they're still winless after next week. But go Wake. Hey man, you never know. All right, it's uh, I believe it's in. I believe it's at Wake Forest. All right, Bill, uh, that's in your that's your S and P plus uh, top twenty five. Uh, that is also your S and P plus top ten without preseason rankings. But it was a lot of um, it was a lot of things. Yeah, we it was actually, a lot of yeah, things all at once. We kind of bounced around. Look, we can't help it if Alabama won't lose and win fifty nine to nothing on the road in conference play. So we're trying to spice this thing up as much yeah, as we all can. The, all the complaints that I've gotten on Twitter, none of them are about number one. Uh, my exciting, uh, let's close with this bill. Let's try and find the most exciting playoff pairing, um, with the available information that we have. I'm a gonna go. Hmm. Washington state. It's possible. <laughs> Look, okay. it's possible. It's all I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's do it. I mean, Bama has to be in there. So what I'm trying to do is D Bama is the playoff. Let's go Penn state, Washington state. Hmm. I mean, Oklahoma's pretty dang or TCU. Uh, yeah, let's go. T- yeah, yeah. TCU. I don't know what I just did to Clemson. I'm sorry, but so TCU, Wazoo, and Penn State try and liven up the New Year's Eve festivities against Alabama. How's that? What you? What do you got? Uh, no, that's that one's gonna be Is pretty that good? tough Is that to beat. Okay, all right, that's good. All right, guys, we'll see you Wednesday.